What's up, everybody? This is Sissy Jones, and you're listening to the Sound Architect Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Sound Architect Podcast. I am Sam Hughes, and I am joined by the wonderful Sissy Jones. Thanks for joining us again, Sissy. How are you? Ah, Sam, I'm good. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying the very rare heat over here, which is quite nice in the UK for a change. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) Don't go outside. You might turn into lobster. (laughs) Oh, it'll happen, but it'll be worth it for that five minute of sunshine that we get. So you've just come back from E3. I have. How was it? Oh man, it was amazing. Uh, it was like it was like the perfect week, you know. Um, yeah. I got to see a lot of people that I don't get to see. I got to hang out and see a bunch of projects that I'm working on that are coming out that I can't talk about. And uh, <laughs> it was really, really fun. It was really, really cool. It was crowded and crazy. Uh, it was it was a lot more like Comic Con this year than yeah, yeah. years past. Well, it's the first year they had public tickets, right? Which was a little strange, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, luckily I knew a few people behind the scenes, so I didn't have to wait in line for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, as a, as a voice artist, was the highlight of your week? Honestly, you know, so often uh, when we record for video games and stuff like that, we record in a vacuum. And I may be able to go to a studio and see the engineer, um, but I don't always get to see the writers or meet the the producers or the people behind it. And so getting to put a face with a lot of the names that I know was just outstanding. Like I met some of the people from Fallout 4 and I met some people from, uh, you know, Uncharted and I met some people from uh, Bethesda and, you know, just people that I don't normally get to see. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, it must be great when you see all these emails flying around or names flying around and you're like, oh, you're that person yeah. who did the thing with the place. Or like ah. like Twitter. <laughs> like there's a bunch of people that I'm Twitter friends with and oh, yeah. I would, you know, we'd see each other at the con and be like, have we? we don't actually know each other. Hi, you know, it's so nice to meet you in person. And it's really funny. Yeah. Twitter is always the funny one. You're like, do I know you or do I just know your profile picture? (laughs) (laughs) You look exactly like your profile pic. (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult sometimes. Depends on my profile (laughs) picture, I guess. Mm -hmm. So out of the projects that were announced at this E3, just for the benefit of our listeners, what can you talk about? I don't honestly know. And I don't (laughs) want to just to be safe. Probably um, I mean, it. what was the one? Uh, uh, so Darksiders 3 is a recent one, right? Uh, maybe. Um, Let It Die was there. Okay, And that's cool. been out for a while. I'm a, I'm a player character in that one. Um, nice. Along with Mark Hamill and a few other unknowns. Whoa, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, they were, they were like... It's good that you're uh, supporting these unknown actors, you know. I know. <laughs> you know, send help. They've got a GoFundMe page. Um <laughs> There, there were probably like 12 to 15 titles that were showing that I'm a part of, and I, I don't know if I can talk about. So oh, I don't want to, I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm just gonna. So basically, smile. if we just assume that you're in all of the releases from E3, yeah, then that's let's fine. just do that. Yeah, all the same, <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay, so what have you got coming up after E3? Are you going to any more events? Um, hoping to hit Comic Con, and uh, probably going to hit PAX West as well. Nice. Um, And then I better stay home or my husband will kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So when is Comic-Con? Remind me. I believe it's late July. Okay, so you've got a little bit of a breather for a few weeks. Well, I say breather between events. (laughs) I gotta let my my liver recover a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice the the old BAFTA old-fashioned on there. (laughs) That was pretty sweet. That was really pretty. I was not expecting that, but uh, those were... Those are my friends that I worked on um, 
The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us and, and a bunch of other titles with. And they threw a little party and they were like, by the way, we're naming this after you. So Aww, and they so actually awesome. made me bring the BAFTA <laughs> <laughs> nice. and set it on the bar. It was it was funny. It was funny until about midnight. And then I was like, I'm going to put this guy away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really fun night and a lot of old fashions down the hatch. <laughs> oh, what a shame. You must have hated that. <laughs> well, yeah, until my 9 a.m. session the next day when I was like, so you want this one to sound like Lauren Bacall, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be like two octaves lower today. Right. <laughs> uh, so we caught up last time at the BAFTA Games Awards when you won your, your BAFTA for performance. Amazing. Congratulations yet again. It must have been a whirlwind since. So what's life been like since winning the BAFTA? I don't honestly know that it actually <laughs> happened. Like, I'm still not convinced that it's actually a thing that happened in my life. Um, no, it's honestly, it's just been, it's been really great to see, I don't know, just, just to hear from people that I don't normally hear from. And, you know, just the, the outpouring of love and support from my community has been, I, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't even know how to like verbalize my gratitude. <laughs> um, it's been, a, it's been really amazing. It was amazing to see as well. And it was amazing to, to be there. It was such an incredible, incredible moment. I'll be honest, I'm kind of surprised I didn't barf all over the stage. <laughs> so, like out of it and nervous and I, I don't even know what I said. And apparently when they announced my name, I screamed holy S-H-I-T at the, loud of my, at the top of my lungs. And, I, you know, I just wasn't, wasn't expecting it. Oh, well, it was immense. It was incredible. And have you been running into fans more? Have you noticed at E3 that people are coming up to you being like, hey, sissy? No, that's the greatest thing about voiceover is people have no idea what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from when they see, you know, that massive picture of you from the BAFTAs pointing at your BAFTA well, with a great there's... big smile on your face. <laughs> God forbid I ever take a normal photo in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so what about outside of games? Because obviously you're doing phenomenally well in games, but you don't just work on games. You work on all sorts. So what, what can you tell us about the other side of the VO life? Oh, man. I am the luckiest woman on the planet. I have been working on a couple of animated series. One I can talk about is called Little Big Awesome. Cool. Uh, for Amazon, but I can't tell you much else than that, other than it's probably the funniest thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I just worked on another series that we're hoping gets picked up. Uh, I've been doing several trailers, which for women is not uh, not a common occurrence. Um, doing a ton of commercial work. I just started doing the narrator work for a show called my big fat american gypsy wedding <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic so that's pretty fun um it's been busy man i mean every day is different every day is different yeah i bet and i'm really curious about the trailer voice so obviously we you know as you say it's a bit uncommon for women but it's great that more women are being hired for that sort of thing these days um and we're used to the original you know stereotypical you know in a right. world kind of right. voice you know what do they ask for from a female trailer voice um, it depends. Some of them want kind of like that despondent, like, oh, my God, you'll never believe that this happened to these people. And some of them want like a super <laughs> sultry like I did um, John Wick, too. And it was a it was kind of a spoof because uh, that same weekend, um, Fifty Shades of whatever the hell was opening. Oh, and so right, it, was, okay. it was like this Valentine's Day, you know, everyone <laughs> gets some action. And, it, you know, then they split into John Wick, too, like shooting guns and flying through the air. Amazing. And, uh, so, the, you know, there's that. And then, um, I also do a ton of sound work, sound alike work for trailers. Oh, so, yeah. um, 
you know, I do all of Charlize Theron's soundalikes. So in all of the Atomic Blonde trailers, there's probably a clip of me in there somewhere, you know, just because she was unavailable or unaffordable to come in for ADR. So they, they're like, hey, let's have Sissy do it because um, she's cheap. Uh, <laughs> she ain't easy. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of all over the place. I, I'm very fortunate and then I get to work in in many different realms of voiceover. Yeah, now I'm really curious about the soundalikes as well. So are these for lines that aren't said in the movie but are said on the trailer? Or they are said in the movie but are and they need it right. to come out clearer. And so, um, you know, I'll get a, an audition from either my agent or my manager and it's like, hey, we need this back within the hour or within 20 minutes. Because trailer, trailer world is very like boom, boom, boom. So, you know, they'll send a, a, a reference clip if you're lucky and you get to listen to what this person sounds like and then mimic them right? and add whatever lines they need. And then hopefully you book the job. It's usually from your audition. If yours are clearer then, have they ever used the trailer line as ADR in the movie? Not in my experience, although I'm sure it has happened. Probably snuck it in somewhere, didn't they? I, if, <laughs> if, if they have, I have not been paid for it. <laughs> now obviously you're a loving wife and mother as well as a crazy busy voice artist with these things like trailers where they're like right we need it now we need it yesterday bang 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 how on earth do you juggle a family life on top of all that work as well a lot of bourbon <laughs> <laughs> no i actually i just did an audition this morning holding my daughter you know, and hoping Aww. that she wouldn't start talking while I was recording. Um, most often my husband can, can usually kind of take the reins and, and watch them for a hot second, uh, you know, but we make it work. The hardest part is when it's like, hey, we need you in Hollywood in 30 minutes. And then it's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, honey, I kind of have to disappear for four hours. So right. <laughs> <laughs> that can get a little tricky. But I mean, you know, luckily, there are a lot of people who work in this industry that have kids and they get it. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a few things I've lost because they don't get it. And in which case, that's that's OK, too. Yeah. And I was going to ask about that, because obviously it must be impossible to say yes to everything. Like there's a limit, right? Where you just physically can't do it. Yeah, I, I've I've started to be a little more um, particular about the things I audition for. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to spend my time wisely, especially with my family. You know, I it's of course, yeah, you don't want to miss out. It's important to me to be present. So I, I and if I know that it's something I'm not right for, that it's like, well, why am I gonna? You know, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it is a little being a little choosier. Yeah, I bet. And have you ever had a point where you feel like the industry is pressuring you to say yes to a lot of things? So I think it's something that's not really talked about a lot is that obviously Hollywood is very, we need everything now, we need everything this, we need everything this. Um, do you feel like people are pressured coming into the industry to be like, you have to really stretch yourself thin and really push yourself out to the edge? I have not experienced that. I would say, honestly, it's a lot more of the opposite. I think a lot of people come in with a very myopic view of like, I want to do animation. And that's great, but it's really hard to break into. Celebrities are doing it for scale. Um, you know, everybody wants to do animation. So like, that's, that's what I wanted to do when I got into it. And then I realized that there was so much else that I could do. And I started to kind of branch out from there. Yeah. So, you know, I think it just depends on what you allow yourself to pursue. Um, 
you know, I, voiceover is such a different beast than on camera. You know, I think and on camera, you definitely get that pressure to be thin, to do nude scenes, to, you know, bleh, all that crap. Um, sorry for people who do on camera. I respect it immensely, but it's not something I have the capacity to, yeah. to go after. I just don't. Um, I love voiceover. I love that I am selected for a role based on my acting choices are not selected for a role, but it's not because I need to lose X amount of pounds or I should be more blonde or more white, you know, so I'll stick with voiceover. <laughs> That's a very long winded answer to your question. No, it's good. <laughs> so with this uh, adventure into animation, how many times have you done animation before? Um, a couple. It's kind of just now starting to, you know, the, the doors are breaking down and the floodgates are opening, which is amazing. Yes. Um, but it's taken me a while to really get in. I think because, uh, you know, I did so many video games right out of the gate and it, it's a different style of acting. You know, it's just, it's, and that's, that's what I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand about voiceover is that commercial is different from promo is different from trailer is different from narration is way different from animation is completely different from video game. Um, and they're all different muscles that you have to learn how to flex. So video game came very easily to me. Animation um, was a little more difficult and now finally uh, is happening. And why would you say that animation is maybe a bit more challenging than video game voiceover? I think for me, you know, I don't have an acting background. I have a business degree and a Spanish degree. Um, I never did theater. I'm not used to big, broad comedy. Um, I'm definitely more, you know, of a business type person. And so it's, it's been, um, it's been a challenge for me to learn how to just let go and just yeah. be consumed by this big wacky or even not wacky character, but to have faith in the fact that I know what I'm doing, you know, and especially, especially in animation, you know, it's not like people get promoted and their spot becomes available. You know, yeah. I'm still competing against Tara Strong and Gray Delisle and Kari Walgren and all of these amazing actresses who work, work, work like crazy because they're so good. Um, so to, to find a way to carve out a little niche for myself in there, um, it's been a challenge. I also am not uh, the strongest at doing uh, little kid voices or teenage voices. You know, I yeah. sit in a, in a lower register. I, I'm more like the mom or the teacher, um, which there are fewer roles for in kids' shows, understandably. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And uh, so how have you been trying to relax and let go a bit more and trying to find, you know, your animation self? I've been taking some workshops, um, working with different directors, finding who I can really kind of groove with and understand, um, you know, really working with my agent to make sure that he's happy with what I'm sending in, um, talking with a lot of different people in the industry. You know, there's, there's a saying in, in the business world that um, who you know will get you to the table and what you know will get you through the door. It's totally true, yeah. So if they're sending out an animation audition and they're getting back 3,000 auditions for one role, if they don't know my name, I'm never going to get that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's been really taking the time to, to, to network, to do the workshops, to introduce myself to people, to make sure that they know who I am. I'm not some nut job. Like I'm, I'm kind of nice. I'm fun to hang out with, you know, <laughs> but I also don't overstay my welcome. It's been a really interesting revelation, uh, in my career over the past year to know that, you know, talent is kind of the benchmark. Talent's great. You got the talent. Congratulations. Now you get to hustle. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's about, that's about 85% of my job is just getting out there making sure, you know, well, FaceTime's important, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. FaceTime's really important. Yeah. And uh, I think people will misunderstand that there's a balance. I mean, maybe a heavier balance on terms of the networking side, but you've got to have the talent as well as the the kind of get out there and meet people side. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I've seen people who have moved to L.A. and no offense to them because it is it, it, it takes some adjustment, but they're like, well, I'm just kind of waiting for my agent to call. And I'm like, then you're losing. And then you've already lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I, I met this and such a casting director when I lived over there. Well, have you told them that you're here in L.A.? No. Okay, well, that's on you. Like, it's not their job to know where you are. Oh, yeah, it's your yeah, job exactly, to talk yeah. to them. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a different beast, which I think is where <laughs> having a business degree has come in really handy. <laughs> <laughs> you learned the hustling side first, you see. That's what it was. Ain't that the truth. Okay, you've got into animation now. This was one of your key goals, you said, when you first got into voiceover, right? Yeah. So is this one of those uh, animation roles where you all record in the same room? Because that's another thing that's different than games, right? Where Unfortunately, you're not just... no. No. Not yet. Ah, not yet. But almost. If the, the pilot one that I just recorded, uh, if that gets picked up, they're hoping to do ensemble. But uh, the, the little one I've been doing is they've got some celebrities involved in it. And so that's just a harder of course, yeah. time management situation. So is it still... I'm just I'm just really curious about this because I, I I know more about the video game side and we've spoken about that before where you have like your individual lines and you just do the lines and sometimes you bounce off the recordings of someone else. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that animation unless it's Firewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Firewatch recorded ensemble, which was amazing. Of course, unless anyway. unless someone does something awesome like that, it's usually the case, right? So yes. with animation though, I'm thinking, especially with a comedy animation, which usually animation is it's much faster paced you've got to kind of respond really quick on the fly as if it's that part of the conversation everything's delivered in response to stuff right yeah with comedic timing how how do you nail that when you're recording by yourself you have to trust your director right and they have some great directors um the the guy i've been working with on this this thing little big awesome is he's so good <laughs> he's he's really funny but he also he like he's funny and so he understands funny you yes, know but he he can also helps. take the take the feedback from all the people in the room and boil it down into like a three word like do the blah, 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 you know and then i do that and then i see everyone in the room erupt in, into laughter so it's like you gotta trust your director yeah definitely you know yeah i mean i think that's probably a key part of most video processes right mm -hmm. and in the trailer side then do you also have a director kind of leading you through the trailer side? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. not. Yeah, like a lot of uh, sound alike stuff is just like, hey, here's the line we need. Just riff off, you know, an ABC and send it back to me as soon as you can. And then they'll just take one of those from the audition and, and slot it into the trailer. Um, for actual trailer voice, for the for the trailer voices that I've done, they do usually have a director. Um, and, you know... I usually record like we're recording right now. I'm in my home studio and they're Skyping in from God knows where. And, and we do a 10 minute session and that's it. Wow. Yeah. But it must be such a, a variety in life to be able to record for all these different styles of things. I mean, how do you switch between them so easily? It's just understanding the different muscles. But, you know, also like when I'm when I'm auditioning from home in particular, if I've got 10 auditions, you know, I will sort them out by, okay, I'm going to do the commercial auditions first and then the promo 
and then the animation and then the video game because the video game is usually the most vocally stressful. Yeah. Maybe animation depending on the character, but you just separate separate them out. Make sure that you are in the right mode for each one. You know, because if if you try to switch between promo, which is super high selly, to commercial, you know, sometimes <laughs> it gets lost a little bit, and your commercial can come off too selly or too you know promo-y, which they don't want. Although now a lot of promo is going conversational, so up is down, down is up. I don't even know what's happening, Sam. I don't <laughs> Everybody's even changing everything. The universe <laughs> is exploding, and yes, it's all gone crazy. There's cotton candy grapes. I just I can't. I don't know. I mean, what even is that? I don't. I don't even. I can't even. It's an actual <laughs> grape. It's a grape. You go, oh, I have a grape. And it tastes exactly like cotton candy. That's not like, right. It's like so, all of the carnival, none of the guilt. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. No, no something's <laughs> wrong there. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. <laughs> so one thing I've never asked you, actually, which I'm curious about as well, oh. is what do you have like a set warm up? Um, so do you have a, like, you know, a, a set of warm up exercises that you do every day or every time you, you're about to record? Do you sing a certain song? Do you make certain silly noises or do you, do you gargle some water or what, what do you do? I should, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, when I'm in the car by myself, like if I'm on my way to a session, I'll be singing, especially if it's in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a super early morning session, I will, uh, you know, start narrating everything around me. Um, my kids are like, shut up already, uh, you know, or I'll sing a song or, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't have a set warm up, and I know some people swear by it and I should, and I don't, but you must Bad. at least speak for a while before auditioning. Right. I mean, cause I can yeah. imagine if I woke up and hadn't spoken all morning, oh, yeah. it'd be like, <clears throat> yeah. Hey guys, what's going yeah. on? Um, yeah, no, I definitely, so if I have a 9am session, let's say I have a 9am session from home and I didn't have kids who are up super early, <laughs> uh, I set my alarm for seven and right. I give myself two hours to wake up, have breakfast, get the, you know, drink my coffee and then get the coffee creamer sound out of my mouth and then, uh, and then go about my business. But you know, I, like I've had 8am sessions before and then you wake up at six you know, just to make sure, just because the last thing I want to do is sound completely different from my audition. Yeah. And speaking of sounding different, actually, I meant to ask, have you ever done audiobooks? Because that sounds like a nightmare to try and get the consistency. I have friends that do it and they're amazing at it. And I just don't have the time or the... I don't, I don't have the will. It's not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's just not my thing. But I, again, yeah. I have people who do it and they're amazing. Like my friend Georgina has won multiple awards and the woman, Amy Rubinate, has like started her own publishing company. Like they're just phenomenal. They're, oh like, yeah, this hats is off what to anyone. Do. But it is, it is 14 hours in a booth every day. And then if you're editing it as well, forget about it. But they, you know, a lot of people <laughs> yeah. outsource the editing. It's just, it's just not something that I have ever been interested in pursuing. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't imagine. It must be intense work. Yeah, it's like it's like a, well, it's not like, but it's you know, there's there's another segment of voiceover called IVR, which is uh, integrated voice response, um, which is thank you for calling blah 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 bank for customer uh... service first one. And to me, that is death. <laughs> it's death. It's like it's the audio equivalent of digging ditches. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like it. <laughs> so. I won't keep you much longer. I have one more question to ask before before we let you go, although it's always, you know, sad to see you go. I know. Like so that. in the future, 
what can you tell us? Tell us anything about the near future for Sissy Jones. Anything. Well, I got to pick my kid up in 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is like, I woke up yesterday with nothing in the calendar and already by close of business Friday, I've got four jobs. Wow. So it's just, it's just different. Every day is different. I do a, a local grocery store. I do their weekly specials every week. Going in to do that. I'm doing a, a Clash of Clans commercial. I'm doing a more Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. Um, <laughs> got some animation stuff coming up. Um, video game stuff is starting to dry up with this with the strike. So I'm hoping that that gets resolved quickly because I'd really just love to get back to work. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed that that whole thing gets sorted out. It's been going on far too long now. I could not agree more. But as always, Sissy, it's been an absolute pleasure. And we look forward oh, to catching Sam. up with you again in the near future. Um, and yeah, hopefully you're going to hear even more of you soon. Oh, there's a lot of me coming. You're, you're going to be like, stop. Okay, stop with the sissy. Um, <laughs> That's it, enough. I've had enough. <laughs> We're done, Jones. Uh, no, it is always a pleasure talking with you. And I hope to see you in person again soon. Yes, I will hopefully be coming back to LA at some point very, very soon. Awesome. I'll be here. Excellent. We'll take care and we'll speak again soon. All right, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to the Sound Architect podcast, sponsored by Krotos Limited, creators of Simple Monsters and Dehumanizer. Don't forget, you can also catch all of our great reviews and other articles at our website at www.thesoundarchitect.co.uk. If you would like to support The Sound Architect, please check out our sponsorship link as well as our Patreon.